AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included. All while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. If you follow the natural intuitions, you get the most success out of life. Riza, trust your instincts. You have to learn and you have to listen and witness it for yourself. Otherwise, it's not a confirmation to you, right? There are things that you distinctly sense. Have you ever had that feeling of like you're walking down the street and you pass like this little alleyway and you look down and then you say to yourself, I'm not going down that alleyway. And then something inside you is like, don't go down that alleyway. Follow that. Trust that. That is instinct. That is something alerting you of maybe possible danger or the fact that you have no business going down that dark alleyway in the first place. Trust that. What you see in your life is real. You know, a lot of times I like when people say to me, well, the reality is, Tracy, and they, they, they emphasize that reality as if I live in some fantasy world. 
I give them a pass because I know the truth and I don't need to try to convince them of the truth. But what I do know is that my instincts have always been right. And I've always been obedient and listening to them, listening with my ears and listening with my heart. Today, I will listen without doubt to myself. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Bring along the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to add a sprinkle of joy to your workday. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I am so excited every single show because I get an opportunity to share with you some of the most remarkable people in this business. You will know their credits. You will know their work. But sometimes we rarely get to get a face attached to that. And so that's why I get excited because I can bring these faces and names together on this podcast. Today, I have been begging. No, okay, I'm just playing. I have been requesting her presence on the podcast. Don't say beg. No, (laughs) I haven't been begging you guys. But I've just been really excited because I've wanted her on this podcast since day one because she is a plethora of information. Her wisdom, uh, she's been here several times before. And... Her experience in this business as a producer, groundbreaking, I remember product placement. I didn't even know what that was until, you know, um, Sharon was in that position and explained it and just so many other groundbreaking things. So ladies and gentlemen, I would like you to get up and put your hands together for multi, multi hyphenated Sharon Cannon. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Tracy. We were in the trenches together. What? You talk about when when people say guerrilla filmmaking, I'm like, 
let me see your resume. Let me see, Got and it. let's talk about Gorilla, because you want to talk about Gorilla. Sharon and I can go way back. We could go back to music video days, but I'm going to let Sharon take it further. But music video days, when Sharon and I were on these multi-million dollar sets, because that's the money they used to swing back then, and we were there for 24 hours um, oh, looking yeah. out for each other, like, okay, you get some sleep, and then I'll come back in the truck, and then I'll get some sleep. <laughs> that's right. And then we get busted. <laughs> yeah, we did. We we the director would knock on the window. Tracy, Tracy, you and Sarah sleep? No, 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 no. We were just resting our eyes. Just resting our eyes. That's it. <laughs> it's so, 23 hours by now, dude. Give us a break. <laughs> 23 hour music videos, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We're talking Jodeci, Boys to Men, R. Kelly in public announcement. That's right. Uh, Keith Sweat. So, Sharon. Whitney Houston. Oh, my I mean, God. The, it I'm goes on. Sharon's credits. Let's start at the beginning, Sharon, because Sharon came from Los Angeles to New York, and I came from San Francisco. That's our um, min, one of many common denominators. Mm-hmm. However, how did it start with you? Oh, God. You know, I I have to go back to South South Central on this one because my mother was running a restaurant that was that in the back was a uh, a gambling joint and we were flipping burgers. (laughs) (laughs) It was going the back. Yeah, because it was it was a straight up joint in the back gambling joint poker, everything. And it was during the burger wars. It was the 70s and it was you know, fat burgers and, you know, mm-hmm. fat burger wasn't the best burger during that time. There was a lot of families and, and they're still out there in South Central with the, some of the best burgers that you would ever find. Well, anyway, my mother was running this joint and we were flipping burgers and every all the celebrities used to come to Central Avenue because it was on Central Avenue. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Smith and Curtis used to come in the joint. And, you know, my dream was to do Hollywood from day one. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to produce or something. And Eddie Smith gave me a chance as a coordinator on his shows. As a matter of fact, I never got credit on his shows. I did mm-hmm. that extras casting for uh, The Greatest, which was 77, oh. Kojak, uh, wow. Which Way Is Up, you know? Mm. Uh, so I really had a real experience in Hollywood before Hollywood was what we know it is to be now. They were all working towards getting black stuntmen and women and extras in films. So it was a good time. And Eddie Smith is a very well-known guy in Hollywood. Mm. That was my beginning. So when you, because you talked about producing, but just wanting to be in Hollywood, there weren't a lot of faces that looked like you at that time. So was that a deterrent for you or was that motivation to crack that? (laughs) you know, motivation. Yeah. Motivation. Yeah. You know, some of my friends that I, I met in LA, I met on those sets, uh, Reggie Dunn, the greatest Kwaku, uh, what's, which way is up with Richard Pryor. You know, some of my dear, dear friends that Mm. were really doing the work back in the day, Kwaku also shot Watt stack. So I know I'm, I'm throwing out names that some of your your population may not know, but they need to know. But their job folks. is to imbb.com. And so 
Yes. They really need to know these people because these folks were definitely breaking barriers in Hollywood. And we also had a a wonderful institution called Inner City Cultural Center. And I Mm -hmm. started producing little, small uh, theater vignettes out of Inner City Culture Center. Mm. So it's it's been a it's been a road. It's been a road. So in in you, because I know we have experiences like that when we're primarily the only person of color in the room. And, you know, our challenges in terms of our experiences in Hollywood, being a person of color and then being a woman as well. How have you gotten through those challenges and obstacles? Because one of the things about you is that you constantly stay relevant. Like, I don't even want to say relevant. (laughs) No, I want to say ahead of your time. Talk about those challenges and then give us some examples of when you saw your vision was on point and people were still like, oh, I don't know, you know, and then boom, it's right before them. Yeah. I, I, you know, I have to even start out with my parents because, you know, we were to go off to college and become a doctor or a lawyer. I mean, and I came back home and said, hey, I'm going to make movies. And they were like, what the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) And I told my mother, I could be an actress and I could act like a lawyer and act like a doctor. She didn't think that was funny. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my mother and I know your mother and I know they didn't take it too well. (laughs) Yes. No, that was not funny. So, you know, we came through the civil rights movement. You know, our population were the ones that integrated schools. So we were always doing something for our people. And we had to represent, you know, we couldn't just show up and not represent. We had Mm -hmm. to show up and represent. And, you know, one of the things that you and I talked about before is that we have to always know more than the other folk on there. And we couldn't, we couldn't articulate it, but we had to know. And then when they do come to us and ask us that question, we had the right answers. It was a lot of motivation, particularly Hollywood in those days. So we're talking about the late 70s, early 80s. And, you know, my father, I was really fortunate because my father, you know, we, although I was born in Cleveland and I was raised between Florida and California. And my father had worked with Jim Brown on the Negro Economic Summit. Mm. (laughs) So back in the day. So we knew Jim Brown from the days of uh, Shaker Heights back in the day. And I'm still very good friends with he and his his children because we all kind of grew up together. Kim Brown, Kevin Brown, Jim Jr. We all grew up together. So when I moved to Hollywood, I had access to someone that was really in Hollywood and it was Jim yeah. Brown. And I'll never forget, I'm going to tell this story. Uh, I'll never forget that uh, one of the first interviews I had was with Richard Pryor and I was in college and this was after I had gotten the experience with Eddie Smith because I knew then I had a little bit of experience and I really wanted to do stuff. Right. Uh, back then, also Marvin Gaye was producing a track meet annually. Mm. I had been working as a coordinator with that track meet every year. Jim Brown. Oh, my God. Out of all people, I called Jim Brown and I said, hey, I got word that Richard Pryor is looking for uh, an assistant. And he said, oh, he said, uh, you want to interview? I said, yes. He said, I'm uh. not sure, but I'll let you know. He Mm -hmm. got me a job, got me a job. He got me an interview with Richard. We go to his favorite uh, restaurant and Richard, he's 
moving back and forth. He's trying to figure uh-huh. out how to tell me no. And I can figure it out. <laughs> wow. You know, he, he said to me, he said, Sharon, I want you to finish school because I was at Pepperdine then. I want you to finish school. And he said, I don't think this is the job for you. And he said that so fast. <laughs> and I, I broke down and started crying. And I cried and he held for his car and said, keep my car. He threw me in this cute little 450 SL Mercedes <laughs> and he drove me up Mulholland Drive down PCH. And he was like, I didn't tell you that, you know, you were not going to be friends. I told you just, this is not the right job for you. That's all I'm saying. We can still work together. We can still do things together. And I'm like, but you know, anyway, Hollywood was different then. Wow, <laughs> and, what a uh, great story. Oh my God. And we finally, I, I calmed down. We got back and God, it was two months later and, you know, Richard was in the hospital. So it just goes to show you how also because of the spirits that I have around me, I'm somewhat protected in a way. You and I talked yeah. about that before. Paul Mooney said it best. Paul Mooney said Cannon, he was trying to protect you. Don't you know? And I'm like, no, I wanted that job. I really wanted that job. Wow. And uh, out of that relationship, Paul Mooney and I, up until he died, had been very, very good friends. Mm-hmm. Very good friends. Hollywood, back in the day, it was a place that a lot of Black folks was united somewhat and all are trying to accomplish somewhat of the same goals. And then, you know, after what they called the Black exploitation, which I never understood that name because I didn't see yeah, exploiting. Yeah, I didn't see exploiting Black folk. Yeah. Um, what I saw is that we had a chance to get out and show the images in which we uh, all was dutifully mm-hmm. trying to fight for. So the network was very different. The network was a lot of Black folk. And I met Jim Brubaker through Jim Brown Mm -hmm. because he was a part. He was he was trying to get Jim to act in one of his movies. It was Jim Brubaker that got me through to working with a very diverse group of people in Hollywood. And so when you work with um, Jim Brubaker, because you were working with a lot of in working with him. And for those of you who don't know who Jim Brubaker is, I always tell you to imdb.com, these people, that's not our job to give you all the information. You have to do your due diligence. However, in this case, he was the production. uh, Was it unit production manager at Universal Studios? No. At that time, Jim Brubaker was an executive producer. The Duck Stories, Above the Rim was the first movie that I worked with him. Yeah, he was an executive crew. And then he went on to do Nutty Professor. He became the president of uh, Universal Physical Production. And I stayed with him throughout that part of his life as well. So in that, when you're working in that capacity, you're working with the directors. Um, I remember when, you know, you would be in the meetings because you were on training day. And I remember way before the script even was was out, you were interviewing directors. I remember when you had the meeting with Antoine Foucault. How is that at that level different for actors, just the production in general, your day to day? Well, first of all, actors should know that their reputation precedes them. <laughs> OK, you better tell you know, them. Uh, 
I may throw out, because I used to get a lot of calls from New York, because at this time, I had lived in L.A. I had worked at the mayor's office of film in New York. Yes. I had worked at Die Hard, and now I'm back in L.A. in that position with Jim Brubaker, right? Yeah. So I had worked on both coasts. So I had both coasts contacted me when they realized of the, the type of position I had with Brubaker, right? He really trusts me and I'm so thankful for him. And I used to bring folks to the table. And if I threw some names out and if they fucked up, excuse me for saying it like that. No, that's right. I get called out like, hey, did you know that he did X, Y, and Z on the on the set? <laughs> Whatever. And you know, it was always hard because I'm, you know, I'm always trying to get my folk to get seen. I didn't hire anyone. I don't want anything, anybody to think that I hired these people. But what I did is that I vetted them so the executive producer could look at the list and hire the people that I pulled together. And she always championed you guys. That's one of the things that I got from, you know, Sharon is that we always tried to create a space, you know, to bring others in. And like you said, you know, we can open the door, but you got to walk through it and you got to be prepared walking through. You know, I remember you and Spike, specifically with the union, uh-huh. got a lot of people in the unions. And yes. that's powerful, you guys, because, you know, that unions represent you and they protect you and they arbitrate for you. And so to be able to bring a group of people and people of color who have never had that just working maybe as freelance or getting paid under the table. You got that. You championed a lot of people in that journey. You know, that was a great period for me uh, in a lot of ways. It was before it was during my baseline time and it was before uh, the mayor's office of film because they had been a client and uh, those that don't know who Mustafa Majig is, you need to know that name. Mustafa was stopping productions in New York and my folk in L.A. was calling me saying, hey, we're pulling out of New York. And I'm like, you can't pull out of New York. We're pulling out of New York. So what I did along with David Dinkins was the mayor at that time. And we pulled together all of the physical production presidents to come to New York and have a conversation about what we were going to do to get more people into the unions and how we were going to stop Mustafa from stopping productions and them losing money because that's the reason why they were canceling out New York. So we mm-hmm. had a roundtable discussion and I was very much a part of that and coordinating those efforts with the mayor's office of film at that time. And as a part of that, we got folks into the union, Yeah, which is one of the, you know, when you think about your life and, you know, I, my friends call me the Renaissance woman because I seem to have, <laughs> <laughs> to have yes. had the scope, right? When I think about the impact that some of those positions made, you know, I'm so thankful to have worked with Darnell Martin, the first oh. African-American woman to have a studio film, which mm-hmm. she wrote direct. And as a producer, along yes. with Lang Jang, Janger and Ann Carley. I mean, and Ann Carley was an executive over at uh, the record label. Right. I, I'm Jive, saying, right? Was it Jive? Jive. That's Jive. right. 
it was Jai. Uh-huh. So I, I am so fortunate to have worked in a lot of firsts, not my first, but a lot of other Black women, Black folk first. Yeah. I am so blessed. And to know what that impact is, is so important to our history. It's like at Baseline. Baseline was the first online company before the World Wide Web. I yes. launched that with, with Jim. I got a lot of gems in my life with yeah. <laughs> Jim Monaco, yeah. who was a professor at NYU. And um. understanding what type of impact that was that, because I remember the day when we put in Oscar Micheaux's credits for um, I am what is now known as IMDb. IMDb, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You know, I was a part of launching that. And folks will never probably know, really know my name or what I've done, but I know and I'm very clear about some of my impact. And we're clear, and that's why it's so important to know your history, to know the people that open those doors for you, because that's why you're there. And then to continue on, we pass the baton on, but you got to... You got to have that knowledge. You got to have that due diligence. And one of the things in, you know, I mean, we were making jokes about the music video in 24 hours. They were 24 hours. Both Sharon and I, I had my daughter and um, Sharon had two children. And we talk about community. If I got stuck on a set, you know, casting or at the office, I could call Sharon. Sharon would pick my daughter up and hold her at my house with her daughter, Asia, who you all know, casting director extraordinaire. And so Radiance and Asia would hang out until I'm finished. I would come to Sharon's house. By then it's dinner. Sharon, when I tell you the epitome of like, forget about Martha Stewart, okay? (laughs) Sharon Cannon, son. Sharon Cannon. Like, I learned so much as a mom from Sharon. (laughs) Like, she she has gadgets. She has like, just... I'm saying like having dinner at Sharon's is not just eating food. She has placemats. She has like a setting, a floral setting. She has candles. Like she has real silverware that you polish, generational silverware that you polish. You you have to know my grandmother and my and my mother too (laughs) for that because uh, and and no, can't leave that out because my father was a far better cook than my mother. <laughs> I just but my mother was a pretty, she would make the presentation. <laughs> I loved, or like Sharon would have the cake stand and there'd be cakes and cook way before the Kardashians and their glasses and candy and all of that. Like this was going to Sharon's house. And it was just, it, it was so, what is it? The, the chic, but it's something chic. Like I don't know. It's a word that comes with, but in terms of the the design, like it was, and then the music, literally, it was like a film. All the all the essentials were there because she was set design the table. The food was the present. That's where I learned presentation with food with Gerard. Yeah, you know, I was married. I was married then to a Broadway musician, and my first. My first uh, out in New York was because of Nell Carter. I was Nell Carter's assistant. I ran around town 
bringing bags and holding bags and, you know, making meetings. And, you know, there's one other thing I want to mention during that time. Nell Carter was very good friends with Joe Papp. And uh, yeah, with Joe Papp. And and Joe Papp at that time was trying to save the New York theaters because Koch was trying to tear them all down and build high rises. Right. But he had saved the theaters. And along with that, it was to save Times Square. Because if you know Times Square during that time period, it was rough. <laughs> yes. Yes. You could walk from 42nd and like 7th Avenue down to 11th. And you, it was just shady. Like you, I felt like I needed a penicillin shot. Every time I walked down there, there was just, you know, the porn shops, the drugs. It was like, I remember one time when I first came to New York, it was like LSD, ecstasy, cocaine. I was like, ah, pharmaceuticals down here, you know. That's right. Um, But it was, Sharon and I discussed this earlier because I knew that Sharon, Sharon is a part one and a part two, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to have her on for part two because there's so many other things. I want her to share her story working on Above the Rim with Tupac, our late, great Tupac. And she introduced me to Tupac. So what we're going to do is we are going to bring Sharon back for part two. But Sharon, before we go to class in session, any more treasures and diamonds you want to drop on these folks? Yes. I, you know, uh, when I think about actors, I, you know, one of the things that uh, I think actors should always be prepared to do is understanding how they can insert themselves into the character. And I know you as the spirit, you know, I found my spirited actor card because remember you and I partnered on the the early day. I found it the other day. It is so important that they insert themselves in ways that will go far because it's a, you know, You read about this character on paper, but how do you bring it to life? Right, right. And I think it's very important because that's what people take away from your performance is how did you make that your character? Well, we got some characters coming up for you. I'm excited. So we, you guys, hold on. We're still blessed to have Sharon Cannon with us. So we'll be back with the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and we're going to do class in session. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. 
Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Bring along the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to add a sprinkle of joy to your workday. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and we still have Sharon Cannon. Yes! So we are going to move into, and Sharon, you can come up. Yeah, we're going to move into um, class in session right now. And so, as always, you know, we call her Wonder Woman. You know, she's a casting director as well. Um, we're going to bring to the stage Elsa Latham, and she's going to introduce our Spirited Actor alumni. Hello, hello again, everyone. Wonderful interview, Sharon. I definitely enjoyed all of those gems you dropped. Thanks, Elsa. Today we have another two of our wonderful spirited actor alumni. We have Miss Shamika Nelson. Hello. Hey, Shamika. Hi, Shamika. And we have Miss Tatanisha Pearson. Hey, Hey. Tatanisha. Hey. Thanks for being on. (laughs) Thank you. And today we'll be doing one of our writers in resident Scenes Community Lunch, written by Lynn Amato. Okay, so whenever you're ready, Elsa, you can call it. Interior, lunchroom, day. Kelly walks into the lunchroom to find her boss, Patty, there with her hand in the fridge, grabbing a plate. Oh, hey, Patty. Hey, Kelly. <laughs> Tough meeting today, Ron. Tell me about it. I mean, Mark should have told us how he really feels. Right. <laughs> um, Patty, I think that's my lunch. Mm, no, it's mine. We probably have the same container. So, did you get that from the top left side of the refrigerator? Because if so, that's my lunch. <laughs> Your what? Oh, you know what? I'll just check. Good idea. Patty blocks the fridge. Maybe I'll check later. (laughs) Better idea. Patty smiles and walks out. So Kelly checks the fridge and that's totally her food missing again. She encourages herself to grow some and heads over to Patty's cubicle. Excuse me, Patty. Oh, you know what? It's a funny thing you came over here because I was just thinking to myself, what a great choice that I made hiring you. <laughs> you know what? I'm so grateful for my job. Thank you again. And you know, This might be just a little bit of a mix up, but um, that is my lunch. I checked. Are you accusing me? Two weeks in, and you're accusing me? 
Your boss, I might add, as if I can't afford to buy my own lunch? No, 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 no. That's, that's not at all. I mean, I'm just saying that it just might be a little bit of a mix-up. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you, you know what? <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I'm not even hungry. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just try this again tomorrow. No worries, okay? Kelly runs out of Patty's cubicle, noticing her own sweater hanging on Patty's coat rack, too. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to throw it to you, Sharon, and whatever you want to give them. Well, I don't have any anything that I would tell you to fix. I love Shamika being Kelly, and I love, is it Ta Tanisha? Did I say that right? Ta Tanisha. Ta uh being Patty. I love the expressions uh, in both of you. Because Kelly, at first, I thought Kelly was going to be too nice with her eating her uh, <laughs> eating her lunch. And <laughs> then when you notice that she had your sweater, too, your whole expression just really, like, was all there. I, uh, I enjoyed that. Thank Yay! Excellent. <laughs> Good job, ladies. Thank you so much. You know, one of the things about the spirited actors is they're always prepared because they never know when they're going to get this call. And we just love giving them the opportunity to showcase their talents with people who work in this business and continue to create opportunities for you guys. Definitely. Sharon is a real physical fighter if she had to be, but she does fight for actors, man. I'm telling you, she does. No, like, because Sharon is that producer that I would go to and I would say, could we get a plus 10, right? We've talked about this. So in your deal, getting an additional plus 10 so that you can pay your, your agent gets paid, it doesn't come out of yours. Sharon is one of those producers that would give a plus 10 because she's on your side. She champions actors. So you need a producer like that because most of the producers, they're about money. Um, Are we going to make these numbers at the end of the day? Like their heads are all over the place. But if you genuinely had an issue, and I've seen this myself, if you genuinely maybe gotten stuck or need a nudge, Sharon is that producer to go to your, and she's the one you want to come to your trailer (laughs) to, you know, jar you back. So kudos to her. But thank you, you guys. Thank you, Spirit Act Alumni. Thank you, Elsa. Yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, please stand up, put your hands together again. Phenomenal, phenomenal, powerful and continues. Part two is going to be even more powerful because wait till you hear what she's doing next, which you won't be surprised because, again, groundbreaking, <laughs> groundbreaking. OK, thank you, Sharon Cannon, for being on the Spirited Active Podcast. Thank you. Anytime. Hey. And we'll be back with the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and I'm going to give you some love. That's what I'm going to do. Give you some love. Now it's time for Give Love. So the other day I was having this conversation about Soraya in terms of standing up for herself, right? And, And what you believe in and what you believe is right. And she said, you know, sometimes grandma, I get embarrassed when we go to Target. And I was like, why do you get embarrassed when we go to Target? And she said, because... Well, one of the things that you do is you'll take out your wipes and you'll wipe down the payment machine, which I do because they stopped doing it. There was a time during the pandemic when they did it. Now they don't. And so I want to continue that process. Right. And then she said that 
I will ask certain things of the people that work at Target. And then if they don't show me or if they don't help me out, then, you know, I will continue with dialogue that might be a little loud. And I said, well, first of all, Sarah, I'm not yelling at anyone. I'm just being firm and specific, right? And usually, I'm going to be honest with you guys, it occurs when I say to an employee, can you tell me where the greeting cards are? And they will point in a direction and say somewhere down there. Now, somewhere down there is not specific, like aisle 14E. And that's what I'm looking for. And yes, I'm an Aries. Sometimes I do get a little impatient with that type of direction. However, I did say to Soraya that my intention is not to embarrass you. My intention is to teach you to stand up to what is right. And just because people roll their eyes at me or suck their teeth when I take out my wipes to wipe the machine down is not going to stop me from doing that. And their judgment and their shame is not going to stop me from doing that. That is my comfort and that is my belief and that is what I stand on. Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe the Legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited podcast. Thank you. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.